Lucha World number 72, the special Stanislavski edition, the method acting edition. What is my motivation? What am I trying to portray? What am I, what am I trying to feed the listeners? Do you think there's any wrestlers who are method actors? You, you know, I was going to bring this up on, I should now, while you have the recorder on. You were on um, Wrestling Observer Live. I was I was week, imp- yes. I was impressed you remembered... Um, you remember the name of this podcast, and you remember the you kind of remember the the name of the other podcast. I think I've called you it the Classico. So you call it Classico, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> which I don't care. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But and you got six oh five right too, right? I did too. I, I think I might have called it six oh five. I can't remember if I added the super to the podcast. Yeah, you added super. I think, but but well, you know, since. I plugged you on there. Let's say hello to the 605 Super Podcast community. <laughs> you got the great it. Brian Last. <laughs> and you are my friend Brian Last. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, check out the 605 Super Podcast page. But for right now, keep all your attention on to Lucha World number 72. We're going to talk lots of Lucha. And the best part... We're not going to talk about the Kelly family today. I'm not talking about the Kelly twins. I'm talking about the Kelly family, the great Irish family, the 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 the, the musicians who were forced by their father to play, or so they say. Some of them say, "We're not going to talk about them. We're not going to talk about that really song, that really great song, Break Free, Break Free, Baby." I think we could probably talk about the Kelly family while we're talking about everything going on with AAA, because that's as confusing to me as... <laughs> and i got to be honest, uh, from what I've heard about AAA, I bet you the Kelly family would be more appealing and yeah. uh, uh, probably a little more, uh, I don't know, creative. Yeah, before we get to that, we should probably talk about um, the recent passing of Chavo Guerrero. Yes. Senior. He Not passed junior. Away last Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> he passed away this last Saturday, uh, age of 68 was suffering from liver cancer, apparently didn't have it all that long, and, uh, man, left, left behind quite a legacy, a, a complex but fascinating person, incredible in-ring a performer, somebody who you could even argue was ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah. And we are... Do you think if he would have been around right now, how much better would he have been right now? Because, I mean... Back then, lighter weight, it didn't, especially in the 80s. Yeah, I think yeah. more or less mid-80s, probably. If he, if it was mid-80s Chavo, do you think he would have been used a little bit, a lot better now than back That's then? That's a good question. Not in WWE. You, th- you still think he would have problems in WWE? Yeah, because they want to manufacture their wrestlers the way they see fit. Yeah. And that was not he wasn't Chavo that, yeah. in any ways. Probably a Lucha Underground indie type yeah, of guy. Yes, uh, yes. TNA, probably. Yeah. yeah, I think he would have had a. I think Mexico. he would have been a better fit. Yeah, yeah. Probably Japan too. I think he would. Have been. I think he probably would have what he did in um, outside of WWE in the eighties. Only, <laughs> exactly. only more exactly. more credit than he did in in that time period. But yeah, you know, as you we, we talked about, everybody kept asking us, "Hey, you guys got to do a podcast on um, Chavo Girl," and we did. We did a. We're, it'll be posted the following week. Lucha Classica special on Chavo Guerrero. That's going to be the first subscriber-only podcast for those of you who want to sign up. We were going to do the Viano three. You'll hear the you'll hear the podcast where we talk about we were going to have it be Viano three versus Atlantis and Chavo Guerrero, but we kind of decided to. We did forty-five or fifty minutes of Chavo yes. Guerrero, so we were like, and you know. we want to devote a lot of time to the Atlantis versus Viano Tercero feud. And um, it would not have been a good night to do it. Yeah, because I think been exhausted by the end. And no, I'm going to do it thoroughly. And then Kurt saw how many notes I had on the <laughs> Viano Three Atlantis. And let me just say, it's probably good when you when you decided to not do it this time around and do it afterwards. I think I kind of agreed because I I realized you know there's a lot more that I remember from that that actually had a lot of yeah. Interesting... And all I saw was a match and because uh... they they really built Viano Three yeah. up big time for that match yes i mean that he came in as the the it was basically el toreo versus 
Arena Mexico, really. Mm-hmm. That was really the last of the big um, kind of... And, last you know, stand of the rival Yeah, and you know... at one point actually looked like a threat to CMLL. Yeah, because it's kind of like what WWE did with WCW. You know, you mm-hmm. take over, you kill it off in a bit. Although this was done a lot better because it pretty much was... The, they didn't job him out. Yeah, and it was CMLL's top guy mm-hmm. beating the top guy, and, and it was really good. I mean, you forget how good these guys were, too, yes. at that time. So, upcoming will be episode number three of Lucha Classica. Chavo Guerrero Chavo special. Guerrero, and then uh, edition number four will cover Atlantis Viano 3. Yeah, I think hopefully that will be up before the, what's, yeah, it should be up by the, before the Dos Leyendas show. If not, it'll be afterwards. <laughs> and where do, we, where do our comrades go to find the... To uh, sign up, um, luchaworld.podbean.com. Can you, re- can you remember that? You actually downloaded the app, so actually you do remember. <laughs> yeah, I should remember. Yes. I'll stop my head. Yes. Yeah, so, so you did, You actually were one of the people who downloaded the app. You haven't signed up yet, but you could actually sign up. You don't have to sign up. You already do the podcast. What do you care? <laughs> you're like, you're like, well, I want yes, other people yes, to check yes, it out. Yes. I don't want, we don't want to I like how we're, I was, I was, I was doing the other podcast, the Lucha Talk, and I was talking about how I, I did Mark Cole's podcast and I forgot that, that podcast. Lucha Talk. And then I heard your appearance on on Wrestling Observer Live. But you remembered all of them. But I thought, you know, he's going to forget one of the names, you know, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but you did good. You did good. Well, thank you. You talked thank about you. Argentina on that show. I was like, what's what's up with you talking about Argentina on that show? You know what? That's an exclusive. Uh, Steve Sims, the, oh, that's right. This We're going to have exclusive <laughs> Argentina yes. coverage in Lucha Classica. Uh, not... In edition three, no, but we'll bring that back afterwards. Yes, yes, it's going to be a regular. It's going to be a mainstay of Lucha Classica. Is we're going to cover either a great angle, a great wrestler, or an interesting non-wrestling character from Titanes and El Ring, uh, the promotion that just rebuilt Argentina wrestling like they never imagined it would in the early sixties, all the way till nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, the reason I mentioned it on Wrestling Observer Live is Steve Sims made some mentions about Argentina, and I wrote Brian just making a few corrections or uh, a few what, disagreements. Uh, what Steve said. Yes, yeah, Steve and I will have a hair versus hair match over <laughs> soon, I hope, um, as long as I go over. But uh, Brian just says, well, why don't you come on the show and talk about it some? So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was really fun. First time I yeah. talked to Brian in ages, so... Been like since that time that you did, um, he was here, right in mm-hmm, Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because you you did shows before that. Right? Yeah, I did. I think yeah. this was the first time I was on one of his on Alvarez's podcast, and I'd say a good seven years. Damn, something that's like a long that. time ago. <laughs> Last time I saw him was that time when we Anaheim in Anaheim when we went to the UFC. Oh yeah, that's right. The that was after the that time we went to that convention thing. That's right. Yes, that, or not the at the get together. You know, get the together and then, yeah, and then there um, was, and then a, about a year later or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, we, year, a year or two later, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you want to you want to know what's going on south of the border on Lucha I Libre? Do you want to know what's going on? Because I've ra- I've I've watched very very little, a little more than last. But you time. do read every week Lucha World and Lucha Blog, right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I forget just, it the next you just, day. Yes, you forget it. Yes. I'm, I'm using my age as, as that's my way out. That's my my excuse is my age. Now I I okay one I saw the Carvernario match versus Teton uh-huh. the lightning match. I thought they timed it so well the finish like practically right before the yeah. time limit ran out. And uh, I just want to say Carvernario, awesome, yeah, freaking awesome. That I don't know if. You, you've already uh, heard me rave about him in past uh-huh. episodes, so I'm just going to say it again. He's awesome. And then I just happened upon Puebla last Monday night live. Why? I'm asking <laughs> myself that, too. I don't, because that's the day we picked to do the, the Lucha Talk podcast. I think that may have been the smartest thing we ever did. Cause so we that don't... rescues you. Yes. <laughs> that keeps you from... So now I still have to have Puebla fever. I guess. Yes. I, get, I should pay my penance. No, I saw 
an absolutely horrendous match with Rush of all people against Diamante Azul, which that, is not a surprise. Yeah, that's not surprising because they had a really bad match in October last year. Did they really? Yeah, really. Even worse. I'm guessing it was even worse than whatever you watched. Oh, this was odd. Neither of them looked like they were in the arena. Yeah, this one, apparently, the, the one in the Tuesday was on, in October mm-hmm. was awful. Like Wow. But I'm, I've heard people say that was bad. Too. This, this was like... It was mostly Rush selling like a heel, and I um, didn't look like he was all there. Yeah. Um, Diamante Azul uh, never looks like he's all there. He's horrible. Um, and then the six man. He's horrible, which will sadly give you some of the news for this week. It's going to be just going to disappoint you because it's going to have Diamante Azul involved. Oh, dear, so, dear. Can we get another yeah, diamond? Yes. Can, can we get like a cubic zirconian yes. Azul or something? You know, every time we do this podcast, I always have to remember what's the last thing that happened and if we talk about it in the last podcast. I was trying to remember if we talked about El Zorro leading AAA on the last show and we didn't <laughs> oh wow I was like man we didn't talk about El Zorro because he, he hadn't left yet yeah but he had already it, I'm gonna tell him that because he's now he I'm he's started following me on Twitter I guess he remembers me from he knew my website from the yes. past so I'm guessing that's why he followed me on Twitter because he I made a comment and I guess he decided to start mm-hmm. following me but next time I'm gonna ask him hey can you kind of plan this stuff towards around the time I'm gonna do a podcast that way I can pretty much remember what you did <laughs> not, have to, not have to like talk about it again afterwards that's great because hey. i think he did it right like a couple of days after we did we i posted that podcast but yeah he left it, you know there were rumors that he was going to leave remember there was a picture of him yes. with hector i think we talked about with garza with garza jr uh-huh. I, I don't want to call him hector because he's not hector <laughs> but, but um there were rumors of him there like people were like oh is he gonna leave and yeah he decided to leave um another wrestler leaving triple a which wow now main I think somebody counted that's seventeen in the last in less than two years. And aren't so. they having tryouts now? Yes, for, yes, here? it's called it's called here, let me read it to you. La llave a la gloria. It is happening on February twenty fifth. It's the key tryouts. To the, the hold to glory? The, the key to glory. Okay. So can you imagine? They're having tryouts. They want everybody to send their name and <laughs> Their name. Now, this is, I think you know why you're. I know why you're laughing because the other problem with AAA is they're registering other people's names oh, <laughs> without any reason. So, so they're basically doing this um, turnaround. They want you to send all your information, your vital information. They want to know your wrestling name. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like, I hope these people register their name before. Although, that's the other thing. I don't think. I think if you register your name, you're probably not going to get in. Right? Probably. So it's. I think it's more worked where it's like you have to be they like. They want to own you. Yeah. So they want to own you. You know why not just give them a name and then like. Although the wrestlers. Well, that's like Johnny Legend told me about. There's this record producer, this real, from what everybody says, a real sleazebag, and a guy named Mike Curb who now just does like, uh, um, like religious type records. But he would sign bands in the '60s, like local bands. He signed them to a contract and then just do nothing for them. So they'd eventually leave and do stuff on their own. If they got any kind of success, boom, he was there again saying, you owe me a percentage. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's AAA. That's yes. AAA. Yes. And, you know, it's so weird because um, they, they've they been doing this. Mm-hmm. They're also Lucha Underground, basically. So some of the guys that they're like kind of doing this to are guys that are still with Lucha Underground. They talk about how great it is in Lucha Underground and it's mm-hmm. all stuff. And everybody's like, oh, they're still going to be there and all this stuff. But it's like, I like Penta. Penta Zero M. Yeah. And Ray Phoenix. How are these guys going to be able to be in... I mean, and they they both said they want to stay in Lucha Underground. But um, Dorian kind of is the guy who runs that now. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of Dorian rolled on. And it's like, what? That's what I... That's what my assumption has been is how, how you are be you be in Lucha Underground without Dorian... Holding a grudge and stuff, you know, yeah, like yeah. yeah. So either he's going to be forgiving for the sake of Lucha Underground, and you know that's the thing a lot of people were talking about how while Lucha Underground has different people and all this stuff running it, and they'll they'll be involved, and they have um, Eric Van Wagenen has talked about how he doesn't care what happens over there, mm-hmm. he just cares about what happens with Lucha Underground, his people In there, the and the, yeah, and there he doesn't care about the other stuff, and it's like yeah, you may not care. But I think you really have to talk to Dorian and tell him, hey, bro, you know, you got to tone it down because this, you know, I don't know. I don't, it, it, 
and it's not and you know it's not just going to be those guys because it's going to filter towards the other guys where it's going to be like yeah i don't want to be here if these guys are going to be like wanting to own my name and and like screw me off out of bookings because now that's the other thing that they're doing with penta and ray phoenix they're they're not getting book bookings because these guys threaten to pull talent off of it or they fall they threaten to um, file a lawsuit on Mm -hmm. them so it's like why it's it's just a waste of time with them so that's amazing yeah uh, so with Lucha Underground and Netflix, did you did you miss did you miss the whole mess with that? All I heard was that Netflix what, might that, be picking it up. Well, they're um they're supposedly going to be the first two seasons, mm-hmm. kind of like what other shows. But this whole thing started when Conan on his podcast said that that oh Lucha Underground is in trouble. They're going to get sold. He said, I don't know if they're going to sell the show or the company, but they're going to sell something to Netflix. So everybody took that to saying, hey, look, these, he's gonna ha- this is going to happen. They're going to get screwed and all this stuff. Or, you know, Lucha Underground's in trouble. So then um, Court Bauer the next day is like, nothing's happening. Nothing of the sort is happening. Net- um, Lucha Underground will be on Netflix. Now here's where Court Bauer messed up. Uh-oh. Lucha Underground will be on Netflix on... February 15th. February 15th. Now, he put the date. Mm-hmm. Wrestling fans are kind of crazy. So what happens if we all start They'll wondering? Waiting. No, waiting. well, first of all, a bunch of people started wondering and they started asking like Netflix people what, 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 if it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Netflix wouldn't confirm it. Lucha um, El Rey wouldn't confirm it. The El Rey Network, Lucha Underground, all those people. Days of everybody trying to figure out what's going to happen. So then all of a sudden, um, what was it? Um, someone from Mexico mentioned they got confirmation from some uh, Netflix PR person in Mexico mm-hmm. that it was going to come in sometime in March. So while this is all going on, I'm like, you know what? Let me look at the, there's so many f- freaking websites that, mm-hmm. co- you know, that what's their, they're dedicated to posting schedules yes. for Netflix, Amazon, and all this other stuff. So while you go on all these websites, I, I think I visited about half a dozen of these websites. You go to February 15th, mm-hmm. there's no Lucha Underground wow. there. So, everybody, nobody really, like, I, me, I kind of, let me ask you, do you care if, it, if it's on Netflix or not? I, I, you really don't care, right? I really don't care. <laughs> yes, yes. If I can turn on the TV and turn it to, to a channel where it's on, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it. but it's like, if you don't watch it, you're at this point where you really kind of don't, it doesn't matter. There's exactly. Other, there's yeah. other stuff you'll watch. So, it's like, and myself, you know, I watched those first two seasons, it's not going to it's not something that's going to... And, you know, people are like, oh, but this is more money for the promotion and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it's great for them. But, you know, it's hard for me to, like, be, like, all supportive when you see these guys that are having a hard time with AAA. Oh, yeah. And it's like, fuck that, you know? And, you know, the promotion, that money is going to go to Doran and the Roldan family and the, the, the El Rey network. It's oh, gonna, hell yeah. It's going to go to the corporation and not to the... The, 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 the people the doing, ants doing, doing the work yeah you know? the, the, the people doing the hard labor in the ring yeah. are gonna get a pittance yeah so so then this is all going on um, a bunch of people start talking about how it's not it, it's it's not gonna happen that day I think Eric Wagonen mentioned that he he knows it's gonna happen but he's like that date isn't the exact date he's like that he's like it's gonna happen at some point but he's like I don't know when so the TV pro- you know, the executive, executive yes. producer so then um February 15th came up. It's not on there. Wow. But, you know, Dorian Roldan later on announced that it would be in, um, not just in, it would be available sometime in March or May. (laughs) March through May, spring 2017. So... I'm I'm already having flashbacks to AAA saying we're coming to Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How long was that? Like three years? Yeah. Three years, right? The first time. The first time was three years, wasn't it? Then they came up to another two years. Yep. I think. Yeah, for Lucha <laughs> which was Lucha Underground. So then um so so then everybody's like, Well, great. Well, I guess sometime in March through May it's gonna show up. So then everybody's like, Why didn't Dorian just bring this up at some point? Yeah. It, but you know, I kinda figure, you know and then finally, um <laughs> the funniest thing uh, Son of Havoc had more on the on the subject then Dorian rolled on had <laughs> like he, oh, he's like funny. it's also going to be a Netflix it'll also be a Netflix Mexico and Canada or something some other part of the country uh, world and it's like and we're like wow he gave us more information than Dorian rolled on so I gotta say a masked guy with long beard is is, is your source information yes. then <laughs> yeah so it's like I think I got to the point where it was I didn't care 
the, the other funny thing was while this was going on, um, someone um, sent a message to um, um, Lucha Blog. I think he sent it to me too. And they're like, you guys realize this is on Amazon um, Amazon Instant Video, not Prime Instant Video, where you have to pay like a per a episode fee? per yes. episode. Prime is part of your shipping and handling, mm-hmm. uh, music, videos. You get a, a package deal for like all this, you know, live streaming and all this stuff, and plus discounted shipping so uh but it, that's like that's that part of that of amazon is what's similar to netflix now instant video similar to itunes so they have season two on there just season two so everybody's like why do they only Bizarre. have season two and nobody no one from lucha underground has mentioned that they're on amazon you that know it's so weird you could make a couple bucks off of that you know it's kind of like when it's kind of like when CML did that. Um, did you hear about them them doing a, a, v, a VOD on YouTube? No, I didn't. For ninety nine cents, they they posted a Sunday show, and it was just some random Sunday show. You've seen random, and it's like you've seen random CML shows and what they are. Hell like, yeah! It's like it's not even worth a buck. Like I said I watched Quaid last <laughs> just, Monday, and you wouldn't have paid a, a buck. <laughs> so it's like it's this weird thing in wrestling where it's like, especially in Lucha Libre, where it just has like. I think they attract people who are just as lazy at doing their job than that the promotion itself. Yeah, is. exactly. And it, it's well, and, and I remember that from day one. Ever since I got involved hanging around wrestling promotions, how there for every promoter who's like hitting the city streets trying to put up flyers and signs and trying to let everybody know, there's a hundred promoters who just think that. We're going to promote wrestling and people will know what's there and magically get to the arena. And how many shows have we gone to where the guys are like upset that people didn't show up? Yes. And we're like, guys, yes. you do realize just like mentioning it in one spot doesn't mean they're going to show up. Yeah. Do, Facebook isn't going to show Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You can't just use your Facebook or Twitter, you know, or, or, <laughs> or Instagram or whatever you're going to use. You got to go like you got to like get this out, the word out. You know, it's like it's not that easy. But it's like, or it's not that, it's it's hard work. Yeah. But it's like, if you're going to want to make money, you have to work for it. You, you know? have to work hard. It's not just having a fantasy card. It's, yeah. That, it, it, it's, yeah, it's like, if you're going to promote Johnny Mundo and nobody knows he's there, they're not going to go see him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, like, it's like, so it's like, I just, I, it, I just cracked up at that whole thing that was going on. It's, 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 it's weird because with AAA, somebody made a joke about how, how um, they're like, I was like, I can't believe you would think they would do this. And they're like, well, you do realize they're spending more time um, registering names. <laughs> they, they need that time. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, you make a good point. They are registering names. So it's so hilarious. They registered like three or four different variations of Penta El Zero M. And they didn't get that the name he picked. Oh my God. Ray Phoenix. They have like two or three different Ray Phoenix trademarks. Registered different names of this. It's like they're just wasting their time on that. That costs money. It's that like costs a, money in the U.S. It's a wild goose chase. It's like they're running in circles, not realizing that their buildings might be empty pretty soon. Because and they're 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 getting they're still drawing. You know that's the other thing. They're drawing, but it's like they're drawing because it's triple A. The 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 problem is that I think the more. And you know maybe that won't happen to them because for some reason they haven't really had that issue where. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like maybe their fans are just, they're okay with seeing crap, you know, or because wow, it's like, I wouldn't want to go see like, there's the, I think the worst one is when they, they, they loan out, you know, when they, when they're sending out talent for the indie shows, mm-hmm. there was a show this past Thursday, actually, I think it's tonight, right? Oh. <laughs> uh, Pagano teaming up with Goya Kong versus Psycho Clown and Big Mommy as the main event. As the main event? Yes. For an indie lucha show. Wow. <laughs> That's often an opening match. You know, Goya Kong must be ecstatic that she left CML out because she's getting main events <laughs> yes. In, in, yes. Uh, for, for AAA shows. But it's like, that's a really bad main event. I mean, that's... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, like, I don't even... Like, if you're a Pagano fan, it's one thing. But it's like, if you're not a Pagano fan, you're not really There's considering There's limited it. numbers of Pagano fans. Yeah, and then you add in Big Mommy and... Goya Kong who have even less of a following of fans it's like Man. it's really bad yeah that so that weird. that's the triple A news basically triple A news is is Zoro leaving triple A 
AAA registering names. Oh, they stole a logo for that um for that La Llave a la Gloria. Uh-huh. They stole a logo. The logo they're using is stolen from um, a promotion that runs um, shows in Arizona. <laughs> I love it. They're suing people for trademark violations. And then they're violating it. It's like, <laughs> Well, remember that time they call, um, Conan called me about the World Lucha name? Yes. You know they registered it two weeks before he called me? <laughs> okay, these people are nuts. I, was, I saw it. I was looking at it. I was like, I was like Conan called me like a week or two later because it wasn't mid-February, um, now, January. If they put their energy just into promoting shows, can you imagine how much more they would draw if they weren't spending all yeah. this silly time? Why not just let the guys take their names, say bye-bye? I mean... You know the weird thing is yeah. Pentagon even um, Pentagon Junior at that time when he was in trouble, he even said when he left he was gonna he was gonna use a different name he'd alter his gimmick because he knew that the name Pentagon Junior was theirs so he came up with Penta Cero M and maybe I think maybe these guys the other problem is maybe they should I don't know about Ray Phoenix so much because he was mm-hmm. I think he was Phoenix before he went to AAA. Mm-hmm. I think he did at least and then a couple. The question of, is, did he register? Uh, yeah, beforehand? yeah. So that's that. That's yeah. where his problems. Although he did register Ray Phoenix before they did oh, in okay. the U.S. Then he should be fine in October of last year. Really? He registered it. They registered it in January because if you look through the trademark search, you search mm-hmm. through the trademark registry here in the U.S. His name is on there. Everything, attorney and stuff like that. Uh, but Penta registered in the U.S. in Mexico. I mean. Not in the U.S. So it's like, it's this weird thing. I mean, I think at this point, I would just come up with, maybe you have to just completely change your character uh, and stuff. Uh, I think he should see what the reaction would be if he called himself... Uh, Dorian rolled on. <laughs> Penta rolled on. Penta rolled on. Yeah, yeah. All one word. Pent, one word. pent up rolled on. Pent up rolled on. <laughs> <laughs> and be like a grumpy... Uh, an ang- you know, if Conan does a TV show, you know he's going to rip on that guy, on that guy nonstop. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in WCW, they made fun of Antonio Pena. So, I mean, remember Tony Pena? Oh, Tony Pena. So, you know they're going to make, they're gonna make a, a Mexican Cartman or something on, <laughs> on the crash. Yeah, so he's going to have the urn and everything. He's going he's gonna to totally, like, spoof them. Because that's what he does. He did, he yeah. does he, that's the sort of, he did that against CMLL when he did the Consejo and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's all the AAA news. CMLL news. It's the exciting news. A tournament? De- not only a tournament, but we're leading up to Dos Leyendas, and I'm curious to I want I want you to like try to guess what the leading candidate is for the the big match for Dos Leyendas since you probably haven't watched it. Since I haven't watched it, the leading match for Dos Leyendas. Um, you know that you know one of the technicals. You just mentioned them recently. Diamante Azul? Yes. Oh, jeez. Versus? I was hoping I was kidding. Versus? Uh, oh, jeez. Worst wrestler. Worst? Rush? No. Not no, Rush. Not Rush. I'm on I'm, I'm, I'm rope. Yes. That's the leading no. candidate right now. No. Yes. That's the leading candidate right now for the a mass versus mass match. Everybody's hoping... But hey, there's a bright side to this thing. Uh-huh. Our hero, Volador Jr., has made a suggestion uh-huh. based off the tournament. They're doing the Torneo Increíbles tournament. Yes. One of the worst tournaments. Yes, those are Because <laughs> it's, it's just... Oh, the, this last Friday, um, they had the a really good match. The only match I do recommend, there's a probably a five-minute match that's Carvernario and Volador Jr., who are the team, mm-hmm. against Reiko Metampuma. Really good match. Oh, wow. That's not, that's not good. Yeah, that was a really good five-minute match. Um, there's also the final, which is um, Voladora and Car- um, Barbara Carbonario versus Caristico and Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Caristico gets hurt, but it's a, it's a pretty good match. Um, but there's one match that's Angel de Oro and Rey Bucanero uh-huh. versus... Um, oh, God. I can't even remember who they wrestled. Anyways, Angel de Oro and Rey Bucanero lose in 25 seconds. What? <laughs> yes. Oh my yes. god, somebody had a sense of humor yes. that night. Yes, it was funny. But um, yeah, it's like, yeah, they lost, I think they lost to Maximo and um, somebody else. Very funny. Mascarano dos Mil, I think, might have been the other one. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, because this turn was so bad. It's like, but um, so after the match, after Volador Jr. and Carbonara won, this is block, B, block A. There's mm-hmm. block, block B is this Friday. We were recording this on Thursday. It'll be on this Friday. Um, 
we should just predict who the winners are. Ultima Guerrero versus Vali- and Valiente winning. <laughs> like, let's just, <laughs> there you go. Let's just go with it. Yeah, so after the block eight ended, um, Volador Jr. and Barbara Carvernario were interviewed. Mm-hmm. They did the press, the post-match press interview. And Volador Jr. came up with this great idea. If they win the tournament, why, do, why don't Volador Jr. and Barbara Carvernario have a hair match at Dos Leyendas? Yes. That's your main event. That would be a main event. Now, that's a main event. That's something I would pay for. Yes. So, Carvernario agreed, Mm -hmm. but then he said he he doesn't think he's ready. He's he's prepared enough for Dos Leyendas. Volador Jr. Jr. told him, no, you're fine. You could, you could, you, we could do it that day. I think Volador Jr. probably saw that they're, uh, I'm guessing oh. somebody must have told Volador Jr. that maybe they're thinking of doing Pierrot versus Diamante Azul. So he's he like, says, anything but, anything yes, but. he's like, we can't do this to the no, fans. We could actually draw a crowd if we yes. do this right. Yes, it's, I mean, that's scary that that could be the, the main event. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's what you that you that's what you've been missing, Pierrot and Diamante Azul. <laughs> and like I was saying, remember we've had two weeks of this this podcast where we've argued about Ingobernables. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still pretty much gonna say I'd rather not see the Ingobernables matches. No, I wouldn't. I I mean to be honest, uh, I know it's not. If it's Pierrot, it's on yeah, it. yeah, yeah, I. I did Mascara being yeah. Rush's sidekick. As a tag team. As a tag team, exactly. Yes. As a singles, take him or leave him. He doesn't bug me, and but... That's what we were talking off-air on the other podcast. We were talking about how we could... I mean, there's so many good tag teams in CML, yeah. if you think about it. If you just, like, dumped that one guy off the team... Yeah. It'd be it so much would, better. It would be so much better. They need to do, and, like, and, a tag, you know, tag you know division. What? I mean, and, uh, like I said, I like Mascara. He's, he's not somebody I think should be on top. He's, yeah. he's a good sidekick. But if he left, Rush would still be Rush. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, because Rush teams up, teams up with Pierrot, then he's still Rush. But it's like, I think it's just having Pierrot and then having Diamantesu as an opponent, it just mm-hmm. defeats the whole purpose of the... That is weird. Him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the big thing. Um, really, that's that's the CMLL news of um, how bad it is, the state of CMLL. Wow. I, oh, Yoshitatsu is coming in, which oh. should be exciting. Yes, I don't think it is. We we saw him at Stardom, huh? That one show. Yes, we did. Yeah, we were like, "Who? Why is Yoshitatsu here?" And we, we didn't even know it was. Found out, right? Yeah, he was just. There. He lives. He lives in. I think he lives. He li- He splits his time between Japan and LA. I, think. I didn't know that. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was like, it was just weird to see him there. But um, yeah, that's the the CML news. It's very um, it's very scary what they could do at that um Dos Leyendas. Absolutely. Let's just hope it doesn't spill over into summer and then into September when Well, that's the ba- Oh, and that's the bad thing. Some I was having this d- discussion with another um reporter and he was like mm-hmm. I was like that's a horrible match. I told him and he's like he's like, "Well, you know, maybe he'll be better when he un- unmasked." And I'm like, "Have you been watching him wrestle?" No. Unmasked, no. masked. I I was also uh, a fan asked me. <clears throat> Well, maybe a fan commented, and he's like, maybe he'll be better without his mask. And I'm like... They're talking Pierre Roth or Diamante? Pierre Roth. Pierre Roth, uh-huh. And I'm like, we've seen no, it. We've, no. He's been around before. Yes. He was just as bad without a mask. So it's like, he was, he, was, um, yeah. he, was with, um, he was with the other Pierre Roth. Remember when he was um, mm-hmm. Poder Boricua, and then he unmasked or something? It was like some horrible yeah. shit. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, the, that's the CML news. Um, they've been getting a lot more um, cozy with um, Lucha Memes. That, that indie group. Yes. So they're actually doing Still a... my favorite name of a promotion in this day and age. Yeah, so... Memes. I so their it. main event is Black Terry for the next show, which is coming up on Sunday, mm-hmm. is Black Terry and Negro Navarro defending the Arena Coliseo tag team titles against the guys that you don't remember from the previous podcast. <laughs> um, Sanson. The junior... The yes, Junior, junior Dinamitas. Oh, cool. uh, The Sanson and Quattrero. I would like to see that, Yeah, actually. so that should be actually really good. Um, that show... Um, they're going to put up the top two matches available for VOD for two. I think it's two ninety five or something like that. Uh, Three dollars. You have to search for it, right? No, you go on Mas Lucha. Mas oh, okay. Lucha, you they they have it. Mas Lucha has everything on their site, cool. on their YouTube on their YouTube channel. You go on their YouTube channel, you'll not only will you see the the VODs that mm-hmm. they have available. They're putting. I think the last one's still available. This one will be available whenever they post it. But you'll find a lot of shows, a lot of clips, a lot of interviews, cool. a lot of um. A lot of good stuff. Uh, the other news from this past week: tournaments. We love tournaments. Only this one is from uh, this one's from England. Um, what what culture pro wrestling is holding a tournament? I think it's called the 
the 2017 World Cup or something or some name and 64 wrestlers, uh, eight different regions or something that they're having like represented like a U.S. region, a U.K. Kind of um, like they used to do in Germany years. Ago. Yeah, it's something. I guess they must. Have, well, um, they have a Mexico region. Do you want to know their, the participants for this? The eight that they the way, selected. The way, the way you, you say that, I'm <laughs> you, kind of hesitant. Yes. Well, well, I'm going to read you the names. You're probably going to figure out. Once you figure out who these guys are, you kind of start wondering, okay, maybe they can pull it off. At okay. first, because when I first saw it, I thought, because the guy linked to their um, the, the promotion ch- mm-hmm. um, um, YouTube channel. Yes. And the promotion YouTube channel only had like 100,000 followers. So I was like. How are they gonna? How are they gonna afford all these guys? Because mm-hmm. sixty-four guys, you're gonna have to pay, you know. So and fly in the guys who don't live in the United yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, that's pretty hefty. Unless they have one hell of a sponsor. Yeah. So um, their their main channel, the What Culture Wrestling Channel, mm-hmm. has over one million followers, subscribers on YouTube. So they're wow. they must be making some good money off that's of. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, because they well they talk about WWE, so that's like <laughs> it's not like it's not like us. T- Making the poor choice of talking about Lucha Libre, you know. <laughs> uh, so here's the eight guys that they have announced: Alberto El Patron, okay, Rey Mysterio Jr., yeah, that's cool, Caristico, that could be okay or not okay too. <laughs> yeah, I think you're... especially uh, I, I want to be there when uh, Alberto, Alberto yes, Caristico yes. are in the same dressing room. Yes. No guns, guys. Yes. No guns. Yes. Penta Cero M. Excellent. Ray Phoenix. Yes. Hijo de Dos Caras. Mm. Haven't seen him. You haven't seen him? I've seen... He's not very good. But no, yeah. okay. He, that, then he, I have I've seen him. He's Alberto's... I just want to make sure I'm not confusing him he's... with somebody else. Yeah, he's Alberto's brother, so... Yeah. yeah. Drago from Triple A. Oh, yes, yes. And um, El Ligero. El Ligero is um, a UK wrestler who does a luchador gimmick. Oh, okay. One well, I'm not familiar Yeah, so with they're that. saving money on that. Yes. Although he's pretty good. I've seen him. He's pretty good. Cool. Um, but here's the issue. You you brought up the first issue, Caristico and Alberto. Alberto. But now you have the issue of Penta, mm-hmm. Ray Phoenix, and Drago. Now the problem here is Penta and Ray Phoenix, that automatically is going to have AAA threatening these guys not to use them, right? So then there's the other issue. Drago is with AAA. AAA is going to tell him not to wrestle that show. Mm-hmm. Right? It's either he, Absolutely. It's either Drago or those guys. Yep. And I think Alberto being there, Alberto's going to get those guys to stay, the Penta and Ray Phoenix, but the AAA guy's going to get through. So basically, I think the odds, I think there's four guys who I think are are for sure in, and then maybe Penta and Ray Phoenix if they don't have Drago in, or Drago if the other two aren't in. And Caristico, I don't think has... Someone said, oh, CML won't let Caristico in. It's, like, it's not a CML thing. That's Caristico and Alberto hating each other. Exactly. It's like... I, I'm pretty sure that's something that they, that, that promoter must have been. That had to be like I think that I, I'm surprised Alberto didn't tell them. Um, you do realize we hate each other, right? Like I would have been like, you know, we hate each other. I pictured this guy not knowing much about wrestling and helping him out are a couple of like smart asses saying, uh, you know, what would be really good. Uh, have Alberto and Caristo <laughs> uh, yes. come in at the same time. And yeah, guy says, yeah, sounds good. It's so weird because there's so many people who get into wrestling that are such, like, still marks. You know, they really are Absolutely. marks. Absolutely. Yeah. They really have no clue yeah. what it's about. Yeah. I, I, I mean... I and that's, that's one of the things a lot of wrestlers talk about. Like, the older guys, they talk about how, how the biggest difference now is that there's so many, like, marks. And I don't mean this to degrade fans. No. I mean it because there are fans who know, understand what, mm-hmm. like... Like, you can't overspend money, first of all. And then, at the same time, you can't really bring in certain guys because you have to keep up with this stuff. Yep. And, but there's some guys who just don't get it. Like, it's like, they don't understand, like... Oh, they don't. Yeah. I, I, and, you know, over the years, I've seen a whole variety of indie promoters and so many of them who obviously don't understand the business. And, yeah, we're not saying they're marks in the negative way. We're saying they're marks in... They really don't understand the business the first either. phase yeah. of the business. Yeah, it's you know they they picture you know flying in their favorite wrestlers and having yeah. a good old time and like we said earlier they think everybody's going to just flock to the shows even though there's not adequate advertising. It's yeah. So that show's going to happen. Um, I I initially I think it's in April, but it's like I initially thought that entire thing wasn't going to happen just because it seemed so ridiculous. Because I mean, yeah. I re- I think I remember telling you like when I was a kid, because uh, I watched the college basketball March Madness, mm-hmm. 
And when it, the thing is, it's a 64. It, you, at that time, it was a 64-team tournament. And what was one of the things I did as a, as a kid? Mm-hmm. I would make my list of 64 top tag teams or 64 wrestlers and make, you know, fantasy book my tag, right. my tournaments. But it wasn't anything I ever thought would happen, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I think when I, when I was a teenager, I used to... I didn't think about just shows more or less, right? You would book fantasy book shows. Yeah, fantasy book shows. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even use existing wrestlers. I tried to think of gimmicks. Yeah, because everybody thinks about it differently. But it's like Cause I, cause it's so funny because I I always hear about people wanting to bring in names, but I always thought is you know one I wouldn't want to promote anyway because I know what a headache it is. But if I was going to promote, I'd want it to be my own thing. I'd yeah. want to bring guys in and kind of mold them and kind of have to be my show not own all the names right <laughs> like triple a <laughs> yes you'd be like i'm owning you guys i own you motherfuckers <laughs> yeah so um the other news um there's a new promotion starting up in Me- uh, mexico it's Bar- barack call entertainment they're the ones that are going to be running shows mm-hmm. um they're starting their first show is in march on march 11th um the main event rush versus la park hey you're oh. gonna you're gonna start a promotion you start with that um, they're gonna and the show's gonna be honoring uh, Pierrot, the good one. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. good Pierrot. No, no Salgado. Yes. Um, but get this: the, the semi-main event is, um, I think it's Silver King and Mr. Electro mm-hmm. versus Dragon Lee and Pierrot. So I asked Lucha Blog. I asked Lucha Blog, you think they're gonna make Pierrot um, the good Pierrot watch the bad Pierrot oh. wrestle? And he's like, he replies. Don't you think he's gone through enough in I know, his life? Exactly. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Cash in a life insurance policy yes, on yes. him? That, yeah. The weird stuff do that... something to make him happy. Yes. But it, it looks like a good show. I mean, it, it has some of the good indie talent on it, but Rush versus LA Park, you know it's going to it's gonna deliver. That will entertain um, big time. Baracal Entertainment runs a lot of live concerts and live events in Mexico. I was going to say, is this like actually in the center of Mexico or is this out they're gonna uh, Mexico City I think is their yeah. first show but they mainly run in like Cuernavaca and all those mm-hmm. places um, Morelos stuff like that so it's 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 all over it's all over I guess they're trying to they're trying to expand I like I, I, I wrote I think they want to expand their portfolio to include wrestling also maybe <laughs> maybe they're planning on doing something but you know that's yes. how it is when people do that sort of yep. thing wrestling becomes an, a big thing for them uh, the other big news um, this one's gonna entertain you because you as many as many of our listeners know, Kurt Brown is also a professional wrestler. Was a professional wrestler. Yes. Are you retired or semi-retired? Semi-retired. semi-retired. Never say never. Yes. Yeah, because so, because when you say I retired, someone that's will when call somebody you. Somebody calls. Yes. Hey, we really could use you. Yeah. So and, and one of the things, um, not only is Kurt a professional wrestler, but he's also well known for his hardcore wrestling. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, the, in Mexico this past week, um, actually the last week, this past weekend, um, Sangre Chicana Jr. Mm-hmm. was in a lucha extrema in oh, um, Coahuila, in Saltillo, Coahuila, and um, they decided to come up with the idea of having a a table, light it on fire. Mm-hmm. They used gasoline to light it on fire. This guy got thrown through the table and suffered second and third degree oh, burns. Geez. Yep. It was pretty bad. It was bad enough where um, it's became it became a big deal. Um, they interviewed um, Mas Lucha interviewed um, his sister La Yedra. I think the best part of this was we found out more about Sangre Chicana Senior having a ton of kids with multiple women and I all did this not stuff. Know that. Yes, well, I'll tell you right now, but we'll talk about this. So they asked her. They asked her how his, her brother was doing after this accident and how she found out. And she she found out from through her mom because mm-hmm. she was in Aguas Calientes wrestling for um, AAA and. She was like, she's like, yeah, we were all worried and everything, and he's doing okay. Um, he, he, he said it hurts. <laughs> and, um, oh my god! And she was talking about how how he ne- he had never um, been in a he's not a luchador he's not an extreme luchador he's not that's not his style right. So she's like, and she thinks that's probably why it happened because he's not he's not used to that sort of thing. So I guess, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're not used to it, don't you like in your back of your head say you know. I could do the the chairs and maybe the the bats and stuff and tables, but you know but, maybe fire isn't. Yeah, don't don't light me up. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I'll do fire on my first lucha extrema a, a adventure. <laughs> you know, so see, I want to counter this whole card uh, hardcore movement with uh, softcore. My, yeah, softcore. <laughs> I want to have a softcore match 
<laughs> well, when you're going to have this big, burly guy, you know, with, uh, you know, of course, a big, burly guy wearing a t-shirt, of course. Yes. Uh, you know, mustachioed, and he's going to come with a baseball bat, barbed wire, and we're going to have somebody, a commissioner who's a very nurturing type to come and says, no, 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 that's, that's offensive. You put that away, and uh, then the baby face comes out. And he has uh, pillows, a Nerf bat, yes. Nerf balls. Nerf bats hurt, though. So do Nerf balls. Yeah, well, it, well, in, in fact... <laughs> the Nerf football yeah. does hurt when you throw it hard enough. Yeah, this is true. This is, so you know what? Maybe a soft... Gentle. Maybe like a, a worn-out Nerf ball. There you go. There you, you go, know, yes. Missing a yes. couple of pieces yeah. in it. Well, oh, oh, okay. well, here we go. A Nerf ball, but you have to throw it underhand. Yes. Yes, you. yes. Underhand only. And instead of... Through a, a, a bed, a, a fire, a table filled with fire, maybe a, a table with... Um, flowers. Flowers, you Yeah, know? there you go, there you go. You know, something and, soft. You and know? at some point of the match... The feathers, you know? Match the big guy saying, you think you can hurt me with the Nerf bat? And then have the guy cram it down the uh, heels, th- you know, he, into the heels mouth. And he just, like, kind of... A, okay, it's getting, it's it. getting even more violent than the... <laughs> yeah, well, then, no, no, they pull it out in time. And and uh, as the guy's lying there, uh, you know, just all distraught because he almost gagged on a Nerf bat, they say, "Now, now, how did that make you feel? Were your feelings hurt?" <laughs> yeah, but he, and it, if his feelings are hurt, then the other guy wins the match because it's, yeah. it's not about harming the person physically; it's about emotional dilapidation. So, so basically, the reaction to this so far has been, um, um, Juarez, Juarez were. Um, you know, there's been a, some death matches and stuff like that. The commission there decided to ban fire from wrestling. It's a good idea. Yes. So what happened? Hardcore luchador Pagano was very upset <laughs> that fire is no longer in use. He's like, he's like, you know, it was a mistake that those guys did it because they weren't professionals. But there's a lot of us are professionals and know how to use fire properly. And I was like, dude, <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, I'm geez. like, I'm like. There should never be there. Whoever came up with the idea of fire in a wrestling ring, first of all, there there's in, in a wrestling match. First of all, a lot of those buildings. I mean, yes, when they were doing they give them, me tinder boxes. Yes, those buildings. Yes, it's dangerous. Yes, and, and and it's not happening in arenas. Like it would be one wow. thing. It would be one thing if it happened like in an arena where you knew that they had like, if there's fire, it gets carried away. You know. You know the the shower the shower heads or they have yes. like some sort of alarm you know these, system that's going to a lot of these little tiny places. Yes, do not they don't have, have any of that. If they have water, at yes. All. So it's like or the fire extinguisher. They might not yeah. even have that. So it's like I just think it's such a stupid idea to do it. So it's like so Pagano was defending that. So it's like it, I think it, I think it's perfectly fine to get rid of that stuff. Yeah, we could live without it. I mean, it. we could get rid of all that stuff, the thumbtacks and all that. But I think that's going to be around for a little while. Oh, it will be. It will yeah, be. But I, I still don't get fire. It. I would rather not see. Um, yeah. So getting back to La Yedra, they asked her about um, how she's related to um, Is Sangre Chicana Junior her brother, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Yes, that's his, that's my brother. He used to wrestle as Perseus." Her other brother used to wrestle Sangre Chicana Jr. also, but I think he changed it to Hijo de Sangre Chicana. Mm-hmm. Her half-brother and half-sister are Yuvia and um, Sangre Imperial from CMLL. Oh, okay. And those are like... And so so the guy's like, so... Um, oh, and she has another sister named Lady Chicana who wrestles on the indie scene. That's a cool name. So there's about six. There, might, I think there might be another one. I think there's seven <clears throat> or eight. There might be seven or eight. So then um, they they were like joking they're like man that's a lot of there's a lot of relatives she's like she's like yeah my dad's there's a lot of there's a lot and I'm like man my response was man Sangha you kind of sure got around back then I, I was gonna say <laughs> well like you're the one who turned me on to watching his eighties matches and man that guy just oozed charisma man yeah so so then um, the guy after the, after he ends the call he's like one of the one of the hosts from that podcast he's like he's like you know one thing I will say Sangha Chicana's daughters are very beautiful. But his sons sure are ugly. <laughs> and I just started laughing. That was great. Yeah, so that that's oh, uh, that was one of those oh fun Lord. shows. Um, so we were talking about matches. Mm-hmm. And you brought up, you watched a couple of matches, and you were very disappointed on Puebla. So now I'm going to tell you about some matches you should watch. Okay. Um, the first one, um, actually, did, you watched the Barbara Carvina versus Titan, so I we can get past match, that. Yeah. They also had that same show had the um, the Revolucionarios versus Rey Cometa, Girl, Maya Junior, and Drone. 
that was a pretty good match from that show also. Um, there's a match that was from um, February 4th that was Echicero and Solar Ooh. versus Caifan and Negro Navarro. Definitely have to watch oh that. God. It's on the Mas Lucha channel. It's free. I am there for that It's one. like 23 minutes long. You would love it because it's old style. And not only is it those guys, you would think Solar and Negro Navarro would stick to their them. You know, them against each other. Yes. And Chisaro versus, versus Kaifan. They didn't stick to one. They actually broke it up and each guy faced off against the other guy. Oh, cool. So you had Negro Navarro versus Hechicero and Kaifan versus Solar. I never thought I wanted to see Kaifan versus Solar. But Kaifan is just, he's so different like as a wrestler now. Like, he's so, he's probably somebody okay, you haven't I gotta watched. I see this. I, I do have to see yeah, this. Yeah, he's, he's, they're really good. Um, There's this really cool spot where um, Hechicero pins Negro Navarro. Mm-hmm. And Negro Navarro breaks out of the hold by like getting up. He gets he gets Echicero's foot mm-hmm. and lifts it lifts him by the foot. Like with his foot. With his foot. Oh, how cool! It's just a little simple move that happens, and it's like that's the stuff. Like that's what Negro Navarro. When we were talking to him, how much I think that's why he kept talking to us because there were yeah. certain things that we just like enjoyed talking oh, about. Oh, totally, totally. So he like he was like just shocked that we would be that, that way. That guy just moves so poetically. Yeah, he's doing hope. Yeah. Oh, the other news on um, Trauma Two is coming back. I read that. So, so there's very little chance I will be trauma tercero. Yes, very disappointed. I was about to ask. I was going to uh, send a message to um, Trauma One if he needed a tag partner. <laughs> you would be available. Although I think she, he and had, then he would go from being trauma one to the traumatized one. Yes, you know that would have been funny because remember that that day you and uh, yes. you and trauma two were going crazy. We did that photo op. Yes, trauma one and I looked at each other like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> remember you were teaching about honky and all that stuff. We were like, he looked at me like, "What? Is this is like this is like happening." We were like, "Yes, it's happening." Trauma one, trauma one. Those guys are two of the nicest we've met. Yeah, yeah, probably the coolest dudes yeah. that we've met. Uh, the other match, Volador Jr. versus Ray Phoenix from that same Saturday. Oh, sweet. February 4th. It's also on Mas Lucha for free. That is really cool because Volador Jr. is wrestling as a Rudo. Awesome. So he, there's another one, another little simple spot he does. Ray Phoenix ro- rolls back into the ring mm-hmm. and Volador Jr. walks towards him. And as he's walking towards him, he steps on his hand with one foot. Uh-huh. And then he, he he notices he steps on his, his hand, so he steps with the other foot on his hand and just stands on his hand for the, like a couple of seconds. Oh, that's and funny. he's yelling at the fans as he's stepping on the guy's hand. Oh, and so you see Ray Phoenix just shove him off. There's they're just really good match Volador Jr. being a, a Rudo, Ray Phoenix working as a, a technical really fun match. Um, after that there's this match uh, was an absolute bloodbath Eterno versus Demonio Infernal mm-hmm. from the February 5th, Arenano Kalpan, IWRG show. Okay. There's another match that's available for free on Mas Lucha or IWRG TV on YouTube. Uh, really good match. Actually, it's not really that... It's... it's. I would say it's good, but it's very bloody. Oh, like, yeah. This is a bloodbath. Now, this is opposite to that. those matches. This yeah, is a bloodbath. A bloodbath is something I like when it's time for one. Like, if people bleed every week, it just... Yeah. Oh, they're bleeding again. This was a bloodbath, and they bled a lot. Like, wow. This was really... this. I, I liked it. I like Demonio Infernal. He's somebody that... Eternal's really good, too, but... He's... Eternal's more... I'm more familiar with, but Demonio Infernal's been a very pleasant surprise. Oh, very cool. Some guy I've seen. Another one, um, I already mentioned the final match... It's on New Japan World, mm-hmm. but you there are ways of finding these matches. Search and you search, shall find. Search and you shall find. Dragon Lee versus his eternal enemy, rival, Hiromu Takahashi, ah. better known to us Lucha fans as Kamaitachi. Yes. Title defense from February 11th, oh, New Japan, man. New Beginning in Osaka. Really good Damn, match. Man, Great match. Watch all this yes. Stuff. That oh, match wow. was great. Um, some people are saying that was the best match that they've had. Really? But I picked it as the third best match. I think okay. I think the the March fourth from last last year last year and the December fourth or December sometime December two thousand sixteen. Those were some fun matches. But it's like I was saying, like I was saying, it's like every single one of the matches is really like it's. And I, I, I guess it's almost like apples and oranges. Yes, somebody might like. Some aspects of one match that another person isn't as keen on. But yes. 
I, I don't think they've ever disappointed him. Yeah, because I, I think yeah. when Meltzer was talking about this, he said he liked it because it had a... The, they were doing a lot... Like, they were doing a little more in this match than... I don't remember what he was saying exactly, but... Mm-hmm. I, I The one thing I will say, like, those two matches I mentioned ahead of... The Mexican crowd was way hotter for those matches than the Jap- Japanese crowd could really? ever be. Well, I mean, really, you saw them, didn't you? See the those just the the. Well, I remember them being the, really yeah, hot. Yeah, they, they were they were really hot. I mean, the yeah. the December ones. The Japanese are kind of more. Yeah, yeah, than and they were they were yeah. hot. You know the the other problem I had, and maybe this was the 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 mm-hmm. the, the, the the version I found was had English announcing, mm-hmm. and, the, and one of the English announcers was Don Callis. Oh yes, and from, he's very. Um, he's the one from TNA, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, he was. He was in um, ECW. Remember, he was Cyrus the Virus. Yes. Um, yeah, he was in TNA briefly, also. So, he does the Lance Storm pod. He does a podcast with Lance Storm now. Um, oh. He's very serious. He sounds very like his voice is very serious. So it's like, uh, and then they spent like five minutes because there was balls. Yeah. In the building, and they're like, "Oh, don't play with your balls. Oh, All right, Jesus. Um, why won't you grab one of those blue balls?" Hey, how funny, how funny I am. is that? It's like, oh my god! And then the match started. <laughs> the match started, and they weren't as energetic as um, because you could hear the the Japanese announcers. So when Dragon Lee and him and and Kamatachi would do something, you would hear ah, like ah, you know the screaming, and then you would hear, what a great dive! Yeah, yeah. I ain't seen that move before. Yes. Uh, that can kill it wasn't as bad as I was watching um the other match I should mention. I I watched Metallic Grand Metallic's debut in um two hundred five live. Mm-hmm. Versus um, Drew Gulak, I thought it was a good match. There was one mistake where um, Masker, um, Grand Metallic, I still want to call him Masker Draw, <laughs> um, where he um, slipped off the ropes. He was gonna do like a like right. a, like something off the and he's the king of the ropes, you know. Exactly. <laughs> They're ta- they were calling him that, and I'm like, he just screwed it up. Great, oh, his gimmick. He still he recovered. He did Brio, Brio Dorada. He did all that stuff. But the one of the announcers was um, Austin Aries, who's a, a heel. Mm-hmm. He's going to wrestle at some point, but he's he's currently just announcing because he's recovering from an injury. And so he's like, he's like, oh look at what look at how look how great look at Drew Gulak do a very impressive simple move. And then he, um, I think Masra Dara did a did an arm drag. Mm-hmm. That arm drag he does where he bounces off the ropes to do the arm drag. He's like, oh so complicated, such a complicated way to get to an arm drag. <laughs> And I'm like, seriously? Oh, great. Make, make the wrestler look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Genius. I mean, the whole point is you gotta... Like, it's so weird. Like, what is it with announcing and in the U.S.? Like, I was... Like, even in Mexico, at least the guys in Mexico kind of get excited for certain things. Like, they Absolutely. Might, they might fuck up on some stuff. Like, well, sometimes you The AAA ones are horrible. The CML guys, I don't think they're as awful as the... The CML guys, when they're motivated, mm-hmm. they're good, but there's so many shows that they have to announce that I think it's... How can you not get burnout? And how can you how can you get excited when you're watching the same match with just the... Absolutely. The random generator, you know? Oh, jeez. Yeah, so it's like... But it's like when they have the... that They had the Dragon Lee versus Kamatachi, they were all motivated. Nero Casas, Volador Jr., that, they were motivated oh, for that. Oh, yeah. Um, the guys from Mas Lucha, that's the one thing you'll notice with the Mas Lucha show, the, if you start watching that stuff. Mm-hmm. Those guys call the matches and they're really good. They have the guy who's very excited and then the other guy that kind of tells you the story of, hey, that was a great move and you know this is something that you'll see from said and stuff like that. And then the other guy will like, what a move, what an amazing move. And it's like, but you get excited about yeah, it. Yeah, it's emotional. Yeah. Well, I'd rather hear the Japanese commentators, even though I can't understand them, when you hear the... Yeah, they might be horrible. <laughs> that adds something to it. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. it's like that. It's like, oh my God, why would they ha- do that? And the other two guys were trying, you know, they were trying to get him over. But And I understood Austin Aries was doing the heel thing. Like, Yeah. But remember, Larry Zabisco, remember how how many people were like, oh, he's he's killing the, the, the luchadors because he... Wow, they're not going to be around that long. Remember? Yes, yes, yeah. I do. I like how Meltzer used to complain about that, and now he's become that. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Have you noticed yes. that with Carbonario? He's like, he's like, oh, he's not going to last past. I'm like, dude, it's wrestling. Yes, many guys last till they're fifty or sixty or beyond, like, or some last till they're thirty or forty. And, and I would, you know, okay, I can't think of me off the top of my head, but I think there's a lot of guys doing things far more risky than Carbonario. Yeah, and I know Dave is probably—he's probably referring to that. the big splash off the to uh, the outside. Yeah, but like we we're saying, he doesn't do it every no. single night. No, it, 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 the, the, my only complaint is—and uh, this is just the old man in me—is when you have that bitch in a move, why not use it as a finisher or? 
that should be like a count out win every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, half the guy just lay flat yeah. out like and this. And be a count out win. Like in, in non-title matches. Exactly. Or, or maybe if he has a title, that should be the way he wins. And that's yes. Just, yeah. Yes. And, you, you know. That's actually a great idea. I, didn't, I don't think they've thought because, of that. Because there's these really cool moves, but they do these moves, and then the guys just jump back in the ring like, hey, that was fun doing that together, wasn't it? Wouldn't you like to have Melter explain this to Volador Jr. and Volador Jr. be confused? Because remember, uh, Volador yes. Jr., um, he talked about Carbonario on the mm-hmm. most recent Informa, and he's like, he part of the feud that he's doing, he's like, He's like, I'm also upset that Carvernario beat me in that Rey del Aire, the the yes. king of high fly the high flyers tournament. He's like, I'm upset that he beat me in that because he's not he's not even a high flyer, and he isn't. He <laughs> yes, really it's isn't. True. It's, it's true. true. And it's like, could you imagine? Like, because I mean, remember when I was talking Volador Jr. about Vader? Mm-hmm. He didn't understand why Vader would hate that. It's like the the flips, the the little spot that they that they did in that one match. It's like, it's wrestling. It's yeah, like exactly. it's a different style. It's like, who it cares? Is what it is. Yeah. If it's, you don't like flying, there's another yeah. promotion to check out that doesn't fly. I mean, yeah, so that for everybody. that Dragon League Takahashi match is really good. I mean, Sweet. I recommend okay, that. I gotta look for that. Yeah, so there's there, those are the matches I recommend. Um, what else? Anything else you want to know? Uh, well, I would like to also do one more plug. Uh-huh. Uh, our friend, our friend Fred Lazarus. 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 Oh really? No, Lazarus. Oh, okay. No, you were right. I was wrong. <laughs> it's I have late. to. I have to mispronounce something. You know, uh-huh. it's like, like that Texas promoter John McEnroe who won the tennis championship. Yes. You know, um, no, Fred Lazarus had both me and Tom Hankins on his Durfcast podcast a few nights ago. I believe the show is up. You can find it on SoundCloud. It's all Dr. Jerry Graham talk all of the time through the whole episode. Yes, basically, basically, Kurt does all these podcasts now, so I don't have to hear about Dr. Jerry Graham and the Olympic Auditorium. And <laughs> what was the other one that, that people say you you mentioned? Well, that's that's it, right? Those oh, Titanus, but Titanus, we're we're adding to the Lucha Classic, and that's I, I, that's something so, that's something so I do. You, you cannot yeah. escape that one. Yeah. But. But yeah, you don't have to hang at the Olympic Auditorium. <laughs> we will do something on that at some point. Oh, totally, yeah. yes. And we did. We did the Chavo Girl. Uh, next podcast, we'll have the next Lucha Classica episode three. We'll have the Chavo Girl special. Um, subscribe. It'll. It's only two ninety five a month. I was gonna like do a bunch of different um, options, but I think I think that's. I don't want to confuse people. It's simpler that way. Absolutely. Um, we'll be adding more. Fits all. We'll be adding more podcasts. I actually I have an idea for another podcast, but I think I'm just going to do that one on my own because it's going to confuse Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's not <laughs> hard to do, it's, by it's the gonna way. Be, it's going to be a lot of. I think it's pretty much. It's going to be. It's going to get <clears throat> the same reaction Kurt gave me when he saw the notes for the Viano Three Atlantis, uh, where where yeah. Kurt was like, "What the?" Yeah, I just for those of you, since you can only hear us. Just picture me shaking my head, my eyes bugging out like in a cartoon. Yeah. Like, what the? Yeah. There. So. So that will be in um, probably. I think in a couple of weeks we'll have that mm-hmm. up. Um, Kurt promises to do that. Well, that, I think that will be like the entire show. Maybe add in the Argentina. Yes, it'll be, be uh, the next. Uh, we will do uh, Atlantis versus Viano. Yeah, and Zero we should we should probably promote four. our our our, um, our social media. Because yes. we never do that, and since you're here, I don't think you did it the last time. <laughs> I, I didn't. I did it like when I did an intro. I actually did an intro to the last podcast, Lucha World podcast, because um, we had that little um, snafu of you forgetting. Absolutely. And yes. um, and then it, and then there was like a bunch of news that happened afterwards. I think some of the stuff that I might have said here might have been that show too. <laughs> but um, no, actually, I amnesia. Yeah, put a wrench in. Yeah, so um, that should um, well, we should mention the sponsors: Design by Humans, Amazon.com. Um, social media I'm you can find all my information on luchaworld.com basically it's it's yes. all up there um, yours you're more all over the place so. I'm all over the place the best place to contact me is on Facebook yeah. Randall Drummond on Facebook and on Twitter too and so. on Twitter too yes you can yeah. uh, are you on Instagram yet or you're not even going to not on Instagram I don't even know what it entails yet so I'm on it just because I got an sure. iPhone and I was I got on it because I met that one girl. Ah, and I was like, <laughs> okay. rocking, rocking. I, like, I was like, it gives me a reason to talk to her. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, oh, and uh, Bolador Junior is not on social media at all. 
That was the other news that I was really? going to mention. Yes, he quit. He gave up all his social media. Remember, he was on Facebook. The last time we talked to him, he was on Facebook, for wow. sure. Wow, I was going to say, uh, my first thought was, did he have a Twitter war with somebody? Because Twitter... He never had Twitter. He never had Twitter. Oh, he's smart. He's he was smart. on Facebook. He said the reason he's not honest because people keep stealing his um, his image, his likeness and oh. using his name. And he's like, he's like it, it causes problems with, the, with fans. He's like, this way, if people ask me, I'll just tell them, no, I don't have anything, so... He's like, Makes I'll just show easy. up. He's like, I'll just show up on this show, and if people want to know stuff, I'll tell them here, and that's it. And I'm like, oh, pretty perfect. cool. Yeah. So. Okay. So, uh, hope you enjoy this episode, and hope you enjoy Lucha Classica, and we will be back in a few weeks with another episode of Lucha World will be edition. Hopefully, 70. hopefully, hopefully, that podcast will have some positive stuff to say about AAA, and not like hating on it because of all the dumb stuff they keep doing every single yeah, week well, 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 although I doubt it <laughs> I think we're in still... the vein of the vein of my uh, my notion of the soft core match we'll try to find something warm and fuzzy and happy for the I, next episode for AAA and I don't think we will <laughs> the will yeah we'll have to look elsewhere well I'm watching like so much other not, like non AAA or uh, CMLL stuff now <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't want to watch it it's like I'm done well maybe that's what we should be reviewing yeah I love it yeah okay until then ladies and gentlemen keep it real Hare Krishna